So today we're meeting with Professor Norm Bashara in the Ross School of Business. Uh, really happy to have him on and learn more about his background um, as an associate dean, as well as um, a professor teaching multiple classes within the university. So first off, thank you very much for taking the time to come out today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for uh, thinking of me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Just to get, just so we can get the audience to learn a little bit more about yourself, would you mind telling me a little bit more about you personally, as well as your um, as much of your background as you're comfortable with? And then um, to wrap it up on a good note, what's um, once what's one fun fact or something interesting you'd want the community to know about you? Oh, fun. Uh, so, gosh, uh, my training is as a lawyer. So I practiced law for a few years and then want to make a career shift. So maybe we'll talk about this and ended up um, getting a public policy degree at the University of Michigan and then going. So going from a practicing lawyer to studying for public policy and then uh, getting a job teaching at the business school, uh, which was the Michigan business school. Now it's the Ross school. So I tells you when I started teaching at uh, what's now Ross and, you know, I've been teaching material that I think that captures some of that academic background in my public policy interest, but as well as the, um, the lawyer background that I have. So teaching business law and ethics classes here at Ross. Um, I also teach a class on um, business and public policy where we talk to students about um, the whole public policy process, working with government and regulation, lobbyists, policymakers. Um, we do that in the winter of the junior year. And then we go down to Washington, D.C. for a week and meet with policymakers, go to Capitol Hill, uh, often visit like an embassy or just get some really talk one on one with some really high profile policymakers and um, policy professionals. And so I really love that part of my job, um, the teaching part. I also teach um, some intro classes, BA 100 and BA 102 for helping to uh, onboard our new students, our first year students and sophomore transfers. So I find that super rewarding as well. Um, but yeah, I, I the quick career trajectory was I was an English and history major in college and decided, you know what, uh, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And at the time, it, it was a good idea to go straight to law school from undergrad, which um, in retrospect worked out for me. I don't know if it was the best decision at the time, but it allowed me to start a career. And uh, I was young enough at a point where a few years into being a lawyer, I decided that I wanted to do something different. And so I kind of made that pivot and no regrets. It was hard to, to that career shift, but it was um, something I don't regret. And then it brought me, you know, um, gosh, a little bit while later to being able to teach at the University of Michigan at the Raw School. And a few years after that, um, after getting tenure, I came back from a sabbatical and was asked to take over as the Associate Dean for the undergraduate program, which is something I've been doing for about five years. And I really love that transition in my, my work duties. So from being a faculty member, doing research and teaching to keeping my hand in teaching and research, but also adding this new layer of um, administrative piece about working directly with our undergraduate students and staff in the undergraduate office to deliver the best undergraduate experience of any business school that I can think of. So it feels really like a great pleasure and honor to work um, in this environment every day. That's amazing to hear. So uh, I know you mentioned the different um, career paths and transitions that you've had, but as a career path, what drove you towards um, academia as opposed to um, practicing law working in policy or any other thing you were considering throughout the, throughout the time from your career? Yeah, so I think I considered all of those things at different times and did those things at different times, um, even in small ways of uh, going to public policy school and taking an internship at the UN in New York for the summer, which you know I didn't even know that was an option. And I fell into this wonderful world where I learned a ton of things. I didn't continue in that direction, um, but I was able to continue on to academia. So, you know, I think, uh, gosh, in retrospect, I. I think I live true to advice that I give students now, which is try to explore and be curious, understand that your career is not linear. Um, but at the time it was hard to um, deal with ambiguity, ambiguity, sorry, and uncertainty 
and take risks. So I went from taking a somewhat traditional path from, you know, studying kind of like researchy type fields in undergrad, English and history, um, you know, getting an English degree from a liberal arts college and then turning that into a path of going to law school and then realizing at one point that I wanted to do something different. Um, so then ending up on a path that eventually took me to being an academic researcher and teacher at a, at a great university at the University of Michigan. So it feels like, although I didn't plan it out, um, it's been a real honor to figure it out as I went. And so to get here, I think I, you know, it's a combination of hard work, luck, and being open and, you know, other exercising other skills that I think are um, key for just professional success, like being curious, open, asking questions, um, being a team player and being a reliable person when you are asked to do things and then people come back to you and give you other opportunities you didn't even know were out there. Um, just being a good friend and networking. I mean, I have colleagues now who are doing amazing things that I call on to be speakers in class or ask advice about things we're doing in the program. So just, you know, even simple things like being a good friend and keeping in touch and, uh, you know, being curious about what people are up to um, pays dividends throughout your career. So, you know, another through line in that um, and how I ended up where I am now is really just taking the long view and, and aiming for um, understanding that like your career keeps on getting better. Like, I think I'd be bored if I thought I peaked at some point, but I keep on taking on new things and learning uh, new material and becoming an expert in different fields within my field to try to keep engaged and excited about what I do. And then this other piece of working with students as an associate dean, I mean, that's just energizing. You know, I went to an event today with uh, our living learning community, living business. You know, so much of first year students are co-located co in a dorm here in Michigan. And they're just so excited to be in their first year of college, in their first semester of college. And I just, you know, I was gotten energized talking about all the fun stuff that they're learning and how they're discovering life and the choices they're making and courses they really love that they didn't think they'd love and courses they thought they'd love that they're struggling in or don't like. And they make it's helping them, you know, narrow down their career path and decision. So uh, it just feels, it feels like the right time, you know, it's for me to like, give back a little bit by working with this cohort, but it also feels like I'm really lucky and I'm learning a ton each day by getting to work with, you know, a new batch of students every year who are excited about being here. Awesome. I definitely think some of that advice can be applicable for any different student, especially with uh, understanding that careers are a really long thing. You don't know what you, where they can take you, but as long as you're doing what you love and um, you feel like you're getting fulfillment from it, it's, you can't go wrong anywhere. So, yeah. I mean, we always say like, find your passion, which is like, well, how do you do that? I think you just got to keep trying and be open to it. Cause there's no like recipe book for like, well, what am I passionate about? It's like, you've got to try different stuff and then try to narrow down what you were excited about. Um, it's not, a, it's not an instant thing. A lot of times I feel like students are too, especially business students at a place like Ross are really um, so struggling or excited or fixated on their first job. It's just their first job, right? There's a whole career behind that. So that's important to get the first job that puts you in a, in a positive trajectory, but it is not the only thing you need to worry about. You need to think about, about building skills and experiences and networks for the long, for the long haul, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, transitioning into now a, fo a focus on students and your relationship with them. I know you mentioned some of the classes that you teach at this university. Um, if you could recommend like a few main ones, which ones about these topics and classes engages you the most or what specifically about them does so? And why would you recommend really briefly a student to take your class? Oh gosh. <clears throat> so a question like this to an academic, we, uh, academics are all, it's a, it's a, 
it's a profession where you're courage required to specialize and to really be really focused. So by the time people get to a point where they're excited about what they're doing, they think everyone else should be excited about it. So this is a kind of a dangerous question. Uh, ask any professor, what's the best class? They're probably going to think it's theirs. Um, the ones I teach, some of them are required. So they're like BA 100. I help teach that class, which is a transition to college class. So all of our first year students take that. So I think that's, we think it's important enough that everyone should have that shared experience. Um, but one that I really enjoy teaching um, that I, I mean, I plan to teach that thing for a long time because I really love it, is uh, BL488, which is um, also known as Carson Scholars. And that's the course where we we talk with students about business and public policy, the public policy process. <clears throat> and we do that for juniors in the junior winter. So we spend uh, about half a semester on campus, warming up, doing some background readings, learning to talk about these issues, how you might write about these issues, why it's a competitive advantage for students to learn about um, the public policy process and be able to work in Washington or in their state capital um, to get stuff done and how important it is to understand how politics and governance and regulation works. And the flip side is if you don't, you're gonna be on the outside. And so that's a really you know, fun thing to teach in the classroom. And then I get super jazzed about at the end of the semester, we take a break, um, you know, the students fiction exams and other classes. And then we meet again in Washington DC in the first week in May. And so going down to DC, you know, being there immersed in um, the policy world, you know, for a week just to get to know what it's like to talk to policymakers and lobbyists and people who work in uh, uh, trade groups or lobbying groups for different industries. You get this really broad view of all of it. And then really some of the highlights there are getting to go and meet with um, some of the high profile elected policymakers by oftentimes going to Capitol Hill, spending a day there, seeing hearings, sitting in on um, how government is being, you know, kind of pushed forward and kind of how issues are being vetted and discussed. Uh, really important. And then we actually get to meet with some uh, U.S. reps off from state of Michigan or um, some of the uh, members of the, the delegation of the Senate. And, you know, these are folks who are living it every day and they also love dealing with students. So it's actually really rewarding too to kind of match make students meeting with the policymakers and, um, you know, just seeing that every year. It's really, for me, it's, it's a highlight of my year is being able to teach that class. And I think it actually can be really informative for students who didn't even know they had to think about this other aspect of competitive advantage, understanding how government works. Um, so it's really, that's a fun class for me. Uh, it's always fun to go to DC and get a change of scenery, but also just to, um, you know, be able to go and show students how relatively easy it is to access our government and to have your voice being heard. And so it also feels like a little bit of um, being part of the democratic process and helping business people understand that they can make a positive contribution to how government runs and how our um, society moves forward as well. So yeah, it's a fun class to teach. And I think the students enjoy it as well. So if you're a junior at the University of Michigan at Ross, you should apply for that course uh, runs in the winter each year. Seems like a really fun, yet really fulfilling course. And it's another example of uh, what, what uh, action-based opportunities Ross has to offer. So super glad you were able to share that. Uh, in general, what's most rewarding to you um, when getting the opportunity to work with students? And if there's anything, what um, particularly frustrates you um, the most? Oh, uh, everything is rewarding, even the frustrating parts, especially when you try to turn them into something that's positive, that helps people. Um, it's just, it's, it feels like an honor to work with young people who are at an early point in their career, who are full of energy. Um, I mean, that's the benefit of being at this wonderful, you know, world-class university. It has the resources of a private institution, but it really runs as it should as a um, 
servant of the, the public, of society, being a public institution. So I really love that it's got that public heart, but we also have the resources and intellectual power, and it just has a draw across campus and at the business school to get the best people here. So conversations are great. I enjoy, um, you know, helping students, helping them live the values I've talked about, like getting in there and being, you know, working hard and being curious, learning, failing, keeping on going, you know, the growth mindset stuff we talk about in the, in the early on classes. It really is like a foundation for, for being a business leader. Um, we're designed as a general management school. We don't have majors. We don't try to over-specialize our students. In fact, we want to have this good uh, foundation for them to then try to choose through their electives, internships, maybe some of the co-curriculars and clubs they decide to join or participate in. And that's how they kind of specialize and figure out what they really want to do. But they always have this broad base of how to be a good business leader um, with understanding, you know, insights about the future and where trends are going. And that's the sort of stuff that will energize their career. So I love that part of it, um, especially when Students come back. It's super rewarding when I run into um, a young alum at an event and they're two, three, five years out and they talk about experiences they had or revelations about like, you know, we talked about this thing in BA 100 and I never really thought I would use it, but I use it every day. And I tell people this story about how I engaged in a certain way or I had this great experience at Ross. So that stuff is super rewarding, especially when I see it really does pay dividends into the future. Uh, frustrating part is, is the opposite. When I, I run into students who are too hyper-focused on their first job, uh, the social aspects of it, um, the fear of missing out thing, where there are so many opportunities, but they don't commit to choosing a few and doing uh, a good job about being a leader within those fields. Like I worry about that. And so I try to have those conversations all the time because I think it's a, you know, it's a high achieving generation thing. Um, all of our students are super qualified, super smart and engaged and um, have tons of opportunities, but it's really helping them channel their energies in a positive direction. That's going to be good for them for the long term. So yeah, I, I really, I almost wish our students were a little bit more um, future focused, but like longer future focused. They're often future focused based on what they think is a horizon of how do I get my first job of, of my dreams. But then if they don't plan for the next few steps, they end up thinking uh, later on that they, um, they either made a bad choice of their first job or that they didn't think, you know, what their next step is going to be. And they have to figure that out as they go. But part of that is just learning and um you know, what, what you end up doing just at this point in your career. So, you know, it feels, again, it feels like a real honor to be part of that when it comes to working with students. Awesome. Yeah. So um, this is sort of a combination of two questions. Uh, in your mind, like, what are some secrets towards um, succeeding, whether it's college or in the real world? And what are some skills, whether it's like technical soft skills or really generalizable principles that you feel would allow students to best position themselves for the future? Yeah, good question. I think it is just like the natural curiosity. I was engaging, asking questions, taking opportunities, um, not ever thinking of yourself as too good for any opportunities or to take on any role. Um, you know, I think it's being smart is the base, right, for being at a, at a great institution like this, but it's how you actually like get stuff done. And you get stuff done by working in teams. I mean, that's how business is done. That's how organizations, whether it's government, private sector, nonprofit sector, that's how stuff gets done. Um, and also seeing how those pieces fit together. Um, so, you know, take a deep dive, learn something really well, be really great at, at one thing so you can add value in that thing, but also be able to pivot and explore and be able to retool. So it's about resiliency and being able to uh, see opportunities. And then sometimes it's also knowing that it's okay to fail and like 
pull the plug on some direction. You know, I had this conversation today with um, students about, you know, uh, some of our juniors who are so focused on their first job and they get the internship of their dream and they go off for the summer between their junior and senior year. And they, they're doing what they really thought they wanted to do. And they come back and they tell me, you know, I just, I really didn't like my internship. I wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be. I didn't like the people or the location or the material. I just didn't energize me. And if they then say, and I'm, you know, I got to re-recruit or I got to figure out what I want to do next or change and pivot. I think that's great. And I tell them that's wonderful. It's better now than two or three years from now. Then there's other ones who say, oh, but you know, I really didn't like it, but I'm still going to do it. I got the full-time offer, so I'm going to do it. And that's really what I need to do because um, mom or dad or society or the clubs or their peers, or it seems like it's the highest paying position or it's the most prestigious is often what people say. I think that's the wrong choice. I think you have to do it for more intrinsic reasons about what's going to be right for you. It's hard. I mean, I get that, especially, you know, our students are really at the start of their career. So it's, it, it's a lot to say, like, you know, be prepared for the hindsight part a few years down the road. But I really do encourage students to, um, you know, take it, not that big, that's not even that big of a risk, but to take the risk to not do the thing that everybody else wants to do or thinks they should do. Um, so being independent and being able to uh, know when to take risks and when to, you know, uh, buck the system, push against things, make a different decision, go out on your own, um, you know, turn down opportunities that seem like great opportunities, but maybe are actually not that great of opportunities in the long term. Um, those are hard things to teach somebody. And so they really have to be able to do that through experience. And so just want to give people the tools to do that and the confidence to do that. For sure. Uh, and if you could give one specific piece of advice just to wrap the interview up um, to your younger self at the time when you were going through college or any undergraduate today, keep in mind, this is one piece, what would it be and why? Ah, uh, geez. The, these are the kind of questions I ask students, not, <laughs> I don't think they ask these questions, but I think the, uh, my answer is just taking, I mean, I say I took a couple of risks and I did, but I think taking risks more consistently. Um, one that I think about is, you know, I think study abroad is awesome. You should absolutely do that if you have the opportunity, whether it's short-term or longer-term versions, like a full semester situation or uh, one of our short-term classes or over the summer. Um, I think travel is really eye-opening. So I did a study abroad when I was in college. I'm glad I did it, but I went to the UK, which is great, but I didn't challenge myself in the same way that, I would have if I'd gone to some place where I didn't speak the language and I had to uh, be more uncomfortable. So I think the piece of uh, advice there is advice to my younger self and what I say to students too is like, especially on the study abroad thing, go be uncomfortable. Go to some place that like you've never been before. You don't speak the language. The culture is different. The it's not as um, cushy a life, right? It's it's a developing situation, developing country where maybe you know it's not going to be as cushy, um, but that sort of experience is not supposed to be a vacation. It's supposed to be hard, right? Challenge yourself. And so I would have, as a young person, wish I'd like embrace that more. And, and even, you know, for my study abroad example, gone someplace that would have been more different or challenging or um, shaped me in a different way. So that's my regret. Um, so I tell students, go someplace that seems hard, uh, but it'll be extra rewarding and taking the easy choice or the fun choice isn't always the best in the long term. Awesome. So just like that, um, that should be it for the interview. Again, Professor, Professor Bashara, thank you very much for coming on. We're super happy to have you and have a word from you today. Great. Thanks for 